This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. God said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadow lark. So God made a farmer. Well, hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Harold Thornbrough, joined by our co-host, Rachel Jamison. Hi, Rachel. How are you today? Good. I'm doing good. Great. Glad you're here. Um, We're going to talk today about self-reliance or homesteading community. Do they go together? Uh, And and we kind of want to talk about building community and um, just all all about that. And I think there's a, a lot of places we can go with that, but I think we should just really start out with the self-reliance or homesteading community. But before we jump into that, how was your week on the homestead? It was pretty good. I'm enjoying the much cooler weather. I don't know if you guys are getting that. I know down, south, down south, they're not getting it. I mean, much cooler. It's been 80 here, which is yeah. 15 degrees cooler than it was for a couple of weeks. So yeah, we, had, we, had, we had a couple of days. It was just high seventies, which is not actually yesterday. I think it was like 78, which was perfect. I was working out in the garden right. a lot yesterday. It was nice. Yeah. You can work without getting dehydrated. And mm-hmm. yes, it was, it's been a very refreshing week. <laughs> I was, uh, I was out there picking, uh, just, I was cleaning up the garden, just trying to get some of the weeds out and, and picking some stuff while I was doing it. And uh, the neighborhood kids were out playing uh, basketball on the street and stuff. And, and I'm like, Hey, you guys want some banana peppers? Cause, uh, I got about 10,000 of them over here. Well, a couple of them got brave and I had some chili peppers growing on the plant too. And one of them took a chili pepper and just popped in his mouth and ate it. I've never Ooh. seen a kid's face turn so red in my life. <laughs> wow. He was in pain. I- he was looking for water. He was trying to find a hose or something. <laughs> I wish that I had your problem. <laughs> My peppers are very slow and really? I don't even know how well they're going to do. Yeah. And the, I, I have learned to talk about hot peppers. I've learned the hard way to not cut them bare hands with bare hands. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, uh, we, it doesn't bother me too much cause I haven't really been cutting them up too much. I'm, I'm when I dehydrate them, I just cut the ends off of them like for the okay. chili peppers and I'll just, dehydrate the whole pepper and then it takes longer to dehydrate them but i usually just stick them in there overnight anyway and get them out sometime the next day and um because it's outside it, i, have to I should maybe it. do you that know. one with mine it'd be a lot easier than cutting them up wearing because gloves. <laughs> yeah i figure i'm gonna blend i'm gonna put them in the blender and just grind them into a powder anyway so i you know true what about you what have you been harvesting 
peppers. <laughs> a lot of a lot of peppers. It's a it's on tomatoes. Well, maybe it's coming my way since cucumbers yeah. are going like crazy here. Maybe the peppers are coming. Yeah, our, our cucumbers are pretty uh, pretty much over. I mean, I got I picked two yesterday and uh, out of several okay. plants, so they're kind of just starting to go down. I, I left a few on the the vine that are all yellow and huge, but those are going to be ones for collecting seeds out of. Oh um, yeah, I'm trying to think about that sometimes but it's hard to think about it i'm starting i just started i've saved seeds from a couple of things for a while Mm -hmm. but i haven't focused on that and i'm trying to focus on that now well i I posted a picture uh i think yesterday in the group my garden full of everything bolting and going to seed and i i mean tons of stuff really more than i need i mostly i i try to act like it was on purpose but a lot of stuff just got away from me and i let it go and it's like okay you're going to seed so i guess we're saving you for right. seed right <laughs> but yeah a lot of lettuce a lot of uh, the radish um the broccoli is so much of it i mean i've got i got all the the large heads off the broccoli and i got some of the side shoot heads um and then i just kind of let the rest of it go and it's all in seed now so in another week or two i'll be getting all the seeds off of that um yeah there's quite a bit of seed collecting uh to start doing right away i think yeah i haven't i haven't focused on it yet i'm working on it i just i did save some seeds from dill which because i've been trying to dehead them before they start themselves for next year (laughs) because they tend to do that i don't know about you but mine tend to be a uh pest I, yeah i've not so, really noticed it spreading around too bad i, oh, I, I don't know if i just horrible. pick it before then or what but i mean so it goes year, to seed but i'm trying to let, let it go to seed and i'm trying to harvest it and then i have a few special tomatoes that i and those pepper and then these peppers certain peppers that i really want to get seeds from that are going really really slow yeah so how is your uh, like uh, uh, summer squash doing? I mean, winter squash doing? You, you seen any of that on the vine? I actually have a, and I was really surprised. I already have like a full size spaghetti squash, mm. which I was, yeah, uh, like man, that thing came on quick because I got my winter squash in pretty late, even for yeah. up here by our standards, and then um, the rest of them have just started flowering so i was just really surprised to see a full-size spaghetti squash we got uh the thing that's blowing up here i mean i've seen a ton of them and they're pretty good size uh, i don't think they're quite yeah. ready to pick yet or anything but they're, right. they're good size is the butternut squash i have a lot of those and in previous years um you know the uh squash bugs and the boar vine uh have got a hold of them pretty bad and um this year i planted them a lot later and uh-huh. i see i see zero uh bug pressure on them at all i mean i'm not noticing anything which is amazing to me i heard you know i i've always planted them kind of early and i tried everybody said just plant them later and you'll kind of miss that infestation period and it seemed to have worked i don't you know i wonder what that cutoff is for us because i was frustrated because i got mine in so late just because i was busy but maybe that was a good thing because i have not had any squash bugs however i do have downy mildew Mm, we got all that rain and then it's been very humid and we've had dew every morning a very heavy dew every morning and so now i'm battling um mildew on my summer squash do you do do any kind of organic treatment on that or anything or do you just let it go i decided to do an organic copper treatment yeah yeah Yeah. and we'll see how that goes um supposedly it's not supposed to affect blooming Mm. or anything so yeah, I've used it before. It works pretty good. Um, yeah. It's not been a big problem this year. I don't know really why. Um, I mean, I, the the winter squash 
I'm sorry, the summer squash had a little bit of it, uh, but it's, I've already pulled all that out of the ground now. So we went through all that and it's done. I was hoping to get more summer squash. I should share the, I will share the recipe in the Homestead Front Porch group, but there's, for the years that you get so much zucchini, you don't know what to do with, there's a recipe where you cut the summer squash up into cubes and then you boil it in juice, whatever Mm -hmm. juice you have. For us, it's usually apple juice from the apple trees or grape juice from the grapes. And it literally tastes like gummies. I think I told you this. Yeah, I think you were talking about yeah. it last time. Yeah, so it's it really good. good. So um, I'll have to share that in there. But the uh, sure. I was hoping to get enough to do that. And yeah. it haven't, they haven't been very prolific prolific yeah it was the same way with us with zucchini this year but the yellow squash made up for it we had so much yellow squash i was trying recipes of every sort (laughs) and doing everything with it because it was just so much of it but actually we've used it all up i mean i was actually even feeding it to the quail quail were picking it apart i just cut it in half and opened it up and the ones i had in the tractor and i'd lay a couple the halves in the tractor and man the next morning it would be just clear down to the skins <laughs> they would just pick nice. it apart, which kind of surprised me because i was had some that was just getting too ripe too fast right. and i thought i'd do that with it and yeah they loved it i didn't know if they would scavenge like chickens Apparently yeah, well they, they didn't really scratch at it or anything they just pecked at it until right, it was right. completely gone yeah so. that's good that's good to know yeah so that's now you're making me want to get quail i want rabbits too and <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, well, if you're looking for easy, quail are easier than rabbits. Even. Are they? Okay. Yep. And and you get the meat and the eggs. So, I mean, um, I feel like in a emergency, I don't always plan like that, you know, but people talk so much about the, the prepper aspect of it. Like if everything just completely went haywire, you know, what's the best animals? Rabbits are probably a better animal for that because you don't need like an incubator or anything like that. Right. Quail, the uh, Caternus quail won't really hatch their own eggs. You you have to do oh, it. That's so right. You right. need okay. an incubator and stuff to get, keep it, keep them going. But where rabbits will just do their thing and you don't need any special equipment or anything. So, but if I'm had to pick between rabbits and quail, I would choose the quail. It just, it's a quicker turnaround from egg okay. to mature bird. And plus you get the eggs. And do you have to compost their poop? I'm going to assume. Yeah. Like it's, it's, where it can go yeah, right on. Okay. I do. Yeah. It's a little bit uh, nitrogen rich, just like okay. chickens. It's probably not as strong as chicken manure, but it, it is. Yeah. And do they um, just, do they eat chicken feed? Uh, they need a higher uh, protein, a, a okay. game, a game bird feed. Uh, you can buy it everywhere. Like I get it. Uh, I buy it at uh, our real king. Um, they have a game bird. It's for my, like, for turkeys and pheasants and okay. all that. It's just a higher protein. And uh, that's what they'll eat. Yeah. And well, maybe we're going to have to do a podcast on that because I could ask you questions all day long on those. Just well, those two. <laughs> yeah, I, we, we, I enjoy talking about them. It's something I've been doing for a long time. So we could definitely do that. <laughs> well, uh, unless you got anything else to add there, I think we'll jump into our topic. What do you think? I don't. I don't. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's just talk about... <laughs> this this uh something that people honest, uh often think are in conflict with one another and that's self-reliance and community can you be self-reliant but be really involved with community if you are involved with community and you're relying on community are you self-reliant uh, do those things go together what, what are your thoughts when i talk like that oh man i I like the idea of being completely self-sufficient. I'll be honest with you because my husband and I are both very introverted and we enjoy 
our time, just we're mm-hmm. fine being alone for a long period of time. However, I think that, um, I think ideally it's better to have a community and be interdependent upon them because mm-hmm. you just can't do any, everything. I mean, somebody gets hurt or sick, even if it's short term, say you have, well, you have your quail that have to get moved or, yeah. um, right now, if I, I don't know if I sprained my ankle, um, somebody's going to have to pick up my slack mm-hmm. with my garden right? or stuff's just not going to get harvested. But ideally somebody picks up the slack somewhere. And it's, I mean, the bigger your homestead is the more important that becomes. Um, I mean, I had a friend who's, who had a family health issue and I ended up milking their cow for a week mm-hmm. and that's what community does. And, um, you know, without that, the cow would have gotten sick. I mean, that wasn't even like, you can't just not do it. Yeah. I actually know a homesteader and him and his entire family got really, really sick at one point and they had rabbits and they actually lost some rabbits because they couldn't even get out there. To, they were so sick. They couldn't right. even get out there to do the regular feeding and stuff. And, and there was other issues and, and they just couldn't tend to them. And, and that's sad. That's horrible. But yeah, that could happen. That could absolutely happen. That's a worst case scenario. And I mean, and both of those situations are worst case scenario. And yet we, once we have things, I feel like once we have things dependent upon us, it's Mm -hmm. our responsibility to plan ahead for those things. So if you have animals, I feel like you have to have a contingency plan in case something happens because you never know. I mean, with a garden, it's not as big of a deal. Okay. So the cucumbers die. Right. But, you know, if a cow dies and rabbits die, that's obviously a life changing. Yeah. 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 And it's not ideal. I think most homesteaders really value how well their animals are treated. Mm -hmm. And yet for them, it couldn't be helped. So I think that's where community comes in. And yeah, huge. So it sounds like you think maybe that that they are two separate things, like they really can't work together, that that you do sacrifice being self-reliant or self-sufficient to be part of community. But but you think it's important enough to make that sacrifice. Is that right? Or do you think they can go together? I think they can go together. I mean, I think you can be, well, first of all, I don't know. I don't think it's, I think it's impossible to be completely self-sufficient, to be honest with you. I mean, like, I guess it depends on your definition of self-sufficiency. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what I want to get into because it does, yeah. how you look at what self-sufficiency or self-reliance actually is. Right. Um, if you think it is truly being completely by yourself and only using what you're able to produce on your land, then yes, that, that doesn't go with community that, that those two things can't go together. But when I think of self-reliance and self-sufficiency, I think about um, using all the resources available to you to be self-sufficient and self-reliant. And, and, and one of them to me is community. It is a, it is a resource Um, because, because I mean, since the dawn of time, when anybody was working, trying to make tend to their own needs, there was always barter. You, they they did right. things you didn't do. So you grew something and you traded with somebody. And I believe that fits right into self-sufficiency and self-reliance that you, you can use that as a resource, that the community is a resource. And I just don't, and I, I have seen this movement from some homesteaders say, well, we're going to call it community sufficiency. They don't want to say self-sufficiency or self-reliance. They want to say community sufficiency. And I understand where they're coming from in that. But to me, 
um, the definition of, of those things includes that if you want it to, if you want it to, it can absolutely be one of your resources that you're tapping into to be self-reliant or self-sufficient. Um, I, I even think it could go as far as selling things on your homestead, using the money to buy things, you know, flour, sugar, the things you're obviously not going to grow. Um, I, I consider that self-sufficiency. I mean, it's, it's you're right. pro- producing everything on your um, property, but it's, but you're using what they produce to get what else you need in other means, whether it be yeah. money, whether it be barter, whether it just be through friendships and trade and, 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 or whatever. I mean, a community has a lot of avenues there. It can go, but I think of it in that sense. So to me, they're, they're they go hand in hand. Um, so I, I, I don't have, yeah, to me, I they don't have any separation. I mean, there's, there's things that I absolutely do not enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. But somebody, I have friends, like, for example, I went and milked that cow for a week and I thought to myself, I do not ever want a cow. I do not. <laughs> Kudos to the people that love having a cow. My friend loves her cows. I have no desire to get one, but I, that's fantastic. I will do something and either trade with her or pay her for a milk share so that I can have milk. And I think that is a great way to have community in my opinion. And I believe that I'm still self-sufficient. She's still Mm self-sufficient. And um, why not help each other out and make my experience homesteading more enjoyable? Because if I have to have a cow and I don't want one, (laughs) it doesn't make it very enjoyable. Right. Yeah. You supply your needs through other means. Yeah. And she doesn't like to garden and I love to garden. So, you know, we, we trade those, you know, we could trade those things. Now, right now we aren't because we don't, I don't have, a lot extra to trade with her, but I'm just using that as an example. Yeah, and I absolutely. think, um, I mean, I think that's what makes homesteading community the strongest is you're going to have, I don't know, maybe you're going to have the guy that not only does he have a farm, but he's also a really good welder, you know, mm. and you need help. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, it doesn't just have to be, I think of homesteading not just as the food, I think of it as the yep. whole. It's a whole package. This, there's it's the a, seamstress. Yeah. There's the person that's really good mm-hmm. at. I don't know. Maybe there's a chiropractor. You know, I. You know what I mean. I mean, there's yeah. just whatever you need. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's like to me, it's a community. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. To me, that's community. Well, I think yeah. So I think we we do see again. We I think we agree on that and and. But there's so much confusion about it. Like I said, some people just want to separate the two like they're, yeah. they're, they don't go hand in hand to some degree. And I suppose if you were just gung ho and you wanted to, and you had enough land and you had the means to go all out. But right. I, I, think I mean, it, historically speaking, I really enjoy reading about, you know, Laura Ingalls out on the prairie, just her and her family or like. Um, but but there was still, there was still buying stuff at the store. Right. There was still barter. There was still, exactly. you know. Or Dick Krenicky up in Alaska doing his own thing, mm-hmm. but he still brought in supplies, you know? Right, right. Do I yeah. like that idea? I, I think it's a great idea, but I am actually not quite that introverted. I don't think I could go for like several weeks without yeah. seeing people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, yeah, I just don't think it's as hard of a separation as some people right. want to make it out yeah. to be. And like I said, I love being able to produce everything I can, but, right. but there's, there's some things you just go, man, that's easier. You know, for years, I, w- I mean, th- this is how 
bad it was for me. I, for years, I wouldn't even grow corn on my property because corn was so cheap and so many other people were buying it that I would just go buy sweet corn from other people and then put it in the freezer, you know, or whatever, or can it or right. whatever. I don't currently, I have yeah. a friend who grows amazing sweet corn and I'm like, why am I growing yeah. this? This What's year was the actually point? the first year I grew it and it had a yeah. great crop, right. but, but all the previous years I didn't have the room. It just took up a lot of space for what you got out of it. And I thought, uh, you know, to me, it's a, it's a better, it seems better just to let somebody else grow that. And then I can either trade or I can sell my produce, get the money to buy it or whatever. You're still being self-sufficient, but you're, you're doing it differently, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think that either way is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things in the homesteading community that gets, um, like you were saying, people have a wrong idea. I think people, we get a little judgmental maybe about what one person is doing, what versus mm-hmm. what another person is doing. And in reality, I feel like homesteading is can be different. It can be very different. I mean, you and I are homesteading on small properties and people would say that's not homesteading because we don't have these huge properties. I don't even have animals. And for the longest time I struggled with, I mean, we've had chickens, but for the longest time I struggled with, am I a homesteader? Because all I have is a gardener. Maybe I'm just a gardener. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But, um, yep. <laughs> Sounds familiar. I had the same thoughts, you know, in the early on and the more I read and the more I really understood what homesteading was, you know, and, and actually worked through that definition, modern homesteading, we'll call it because of course yeah. it, it has definitely changed in, in sure. definition. Um, yeah, I think we definitely fall under that, uh, umbrella. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's, I don't think it serves anyone and serves a community to make such strong lines and definitions and what is right. and what isn't. And yeah. We'll always have those people though. <laughs> yes. We will. Um, for, for I mean, sure. yeah. Yeah. And you know, and for, and, and even honestly for, for us, for people with less land and, and are doing really less um, community aspect of it becomes even more important. Uh, because yeah. it is just less. I mean, I think it's important for all homesteaders. Don't get me wrong, but it is even more important. The, the less, you are able to do because now you're really relying on others to, to be able to do those trades with and, and get that help from and and whatever, you know? Yeah. I mean, for me, it is taken me years to find, you know, Oh, there's, this is my person that does my corn. This is where we get our seed. There mm-hmm. are a couple of local places that we prefer to buy seed from. Um, this is where we get our meat. This is where we get our milk. This is where we get our cheese. You know, yeah. I have this long list of places personally, and I'm fortunate to live in an area where that stuff is all, I mean, it's not easy to find, but you can find well, it. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about building and being involved with local community because it isn't easy to find sometimes depending on where you're at. Um, but even if, even if it's a, around you, uh, sometimes it ain't all that easy to locate it. You, you just, you have to get in those clicks and you have to um, get around certain people and certain things to find it. Uh, what would you yeah. say some of the ways you've been able to, uh, to find 
local oh, community in your area. Over the years, because I've I've been doing this for a while, but over the years, oh, I might have to shut my door here. I got a excited dog. <laughs> um, over the years, <laughs> I have you know the farmers market. Going to the farmers market mm-hmm. is huge. I mean, you yep. stand around and you go often enough, you get to know the farmers and where they're at, and almost all of them will have a business card, and mm-hmm. you can find out which ones are closer than others. Um, I joined the community garden and that there was a lot of people there that don't have any land, but they had other things mm-hmm. that they were, I mean, some of them were, they were fiber workers. So they knit and crochet or they knew, or they knew other people. Oh, this is mm-hmm. where I got, this is where I get my strawberries. This is where I get my peaches, you know? So, um, the farmer's market for farmer's market, community gardens and um, clubs. We have a lot of that here. I don't know. It's hard sometimes for me to tell what it's like outside of where I live. Cause where I live is actually an area that's very focused on farming and the local things. So I'm not sure what it's like outside of where we live. So it'd be interesting if you have all of that, because we have, we have like a beekeepers guild. We actually had a wild crafting guild, which is, if people don't know, which is going out and like mushroom hunting. And mm-hmm. we would have experts that you could trust do that because it's obviously not something you want to do unless you have somebody that knows what they're doing. But, um, right. you know, we had, we have all these little niche groups. Now, some of them have kind of died off mm-hmm. a little bit, but we had all these little niche groups and, um, when I had the time, it's a little harder now that I'm working as much as I am, but I would go to all those and meet people. I think, uh, yeah, those are really good ways. Uh, I have a friend uh, that started selling at the farmer's market and he started making all kinds of connections with other farmers. And next thing you know, he's getting free mulch and he's trading other farmers for things he's growing and it, it became a real great little community. And I mean, you don't have to sell to make that connection, but he was just happened to be there actually setting up the market and developed some really good friendships with local farmers, local mm-hmm. homesteaders. And it was a good, it was a good way to build community. Um, I've actually utilized uh, like the um, county's local extension office. To, oh, they have yeah. classes and things sometimes, and you'll meet people in there who are so interested in homesteading and gardening uh, and things like that. And you make those connections and you build these mm-hmm. friendships in those classes, uh, which is kind of neat too. Um, and I'll share a link in the show notes of how you can find your uh, local extension office for your area because uh, you can just click on it and goes right to your county, your state, your county, and look up where it's at. And a lot of them, offer uh, canning classes, yep. gardening classes, like master gardener uh, certifications, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. So there's some great opportunities there to meet a lot of people who definitely would fall into your your niche there of, of, of um, homesteading and gardening. Um, yeah, I think uh, community gardens are a great way to do it. Um, but I also think you can utilize some online things like meetup.com. I have uh, not tried that one. I yeah, uh, it's an app you can put on your phone, and you can actually find local groups. Uh, hmm. and what I find is there's always a, there's always a few on there. There is wild crafting. I've seen that on there. Uh, it's whatever your 
thing is in homesteading, and I think a lot of things fall under homesteading, uh, you know, right. quilting, sewing, you know, fiber crafts, things like that. All that falls under. There might be groups for that. There's always prepper groups on there. Right. And, you know, whether whether or not you want to get in some of those clicks or not, some of them are um, good. I think some of them are right. Some preppers are not over the top doomsday preppers. They're just concerned about the future to, to the extent where they're like, we need to put stuff away, where, which is where I think most homesteaders fall. Yeah. Um, so being involved with a group like that is, is, is good, I think. But there's a lot of them uh, learning skills. Uh, there's a lot of groups about canning and, and things like that. Um, I haven't been on it in some time, but when I used to see, look through the lists of groups and you might have to drive a half an hour, 45 minutes to a bigger town or something for some of them groups, but it can be worth it. You can make some connections um, through, through them. Uh, which, mm-hmm. So I think it's a helpful resource. Yeah. But- I think we, I'm not sure where I'm at. Um, several of them I've had to drive at least a half hour. Some yeah. of them more than that, more than that. Um, one that I'm heavily involved in is an hour and 15 minutes away. Yeah. But to me, it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So, if it, you yeah. Know, if it's a, it's, if it's something you're going to gain, Mm-hmm. Um, some skills, gain some knowledge, gain some friendships and some community with out of it's yeah. just definitely worth it. And we have a small community college here that offers mm-hmm. a lot of classes. Um, for some reason, I don't, it, they're more, they have like non-credited classes that you can take. Um, there's one that you can become certified in mushrooms, like yeah. finding wild mushrooms and, and you take, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. And I think a lot of those colleges will actually, uh, uh, run their, uh, some of their classes through the county co-ops and stuff. I've seen like Purdue extension offices and stuff. They'll use, you know, have their classes available through there. So yeah, I think it's really neat. Um, I I think that also just social media for local is huge. I mean, there's, there's so many Facebook pages, Facebook groups, um, Instagram. I actually got, uh, connected with the homesteaders of Indiana, which everybody's heard of the homesteaders of America, right? but many of the states have a homesteader of your state, homesteaders of your state. So we have a homesteaders of Indiana that some people started and they really, I think started on Instagram. Of course they got Facebook page now too, but I connected to them on Instagram. Actually they had a a huge meetup about an hour away from here. And I went to it. I went to it this year and I wasn't there very long. I was in, I had a lot going on that day, but I wanted to stop in and see a couple people that I, I had talked to on there and stuff. And, popped in and this was the first year they'd actually done an event but it was kind of neat and I, i'm sure they'll be doing more and it'll, cool. it'll get bigger as it goes but it's a great way to make a lot of local connections it uh, is. there's is people your- right here in this town that i didn't even know homesteaded that were homesteaders that went to that event and i was like oh my gosh i didn't even know you were homesteading <laughs> isn't that funny that yeah. has happened to me a couple of times too i'm like yeah. i didn't know that you like to can i didn't know you like to garden yeah i was actually yeah. working with a lady at the company I was working for at the time and she um, showed up at that and didn't even know she was a homesteader. And it was the funniest thing, you know, to, to find funny. out. And she actually had a little farm. She had all kinds of animals and stuff. Oh, I, didn't, wow. I didn't even know it. So it was just, it's kind of hilarious. She just didn't talk about it really. So Right. Kinda- well, and uh, right now I think, so even if you're not heavily into it, and you're just starting or you've only been doing this a couple of years. There's so many people right now just starting. I have been contacted by no less than a dozen people this year that are like brand new Mm -hmm. and they want to know where to start. Yeah. It's it's huge. People are really interested in it right now. It's almost like the, 
what it what was it that when was the back to the land movement was it the 60s yes or 70s, yeah, 70s like somewhere back there yeah back yeah it's time. almost like we're having it we're having another one of the, the back i think we to are the I, I think it's really movement. been going on for a few years uh yeah. i mean it, it just seems to be it and i think right now it's probably in the last three or four years it's probably more fear-based yes um probably. which you know is not the best way to jump into things because right. you can definitely overreact and do things right. kind of crazy. But I think a lot of people also just the lifestyle, the healthy the eating, the, there's so many things about it. You know, we, well, I think too, like for us, it's the, uh, even though we're busy, it's a different kind of busy than the life that we had before when I was working, you know, at an office and, it's just, it's a different kind of busy. Most of the time, it's an enjoyable yeah. busy. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> but I'll Although, say most of the time. Sometimes August and September yeah. get a little crazy for it, me here. I love, I love spring. <laughs> I love the busyness of getting the gardens in and planting right. and watching my stuff sprout. And just, I love that busy. Fall gets a little crazier. Yeah, for sure. Yes, it it's does. Like, I was yeah. going to ask you, do you guys have, so we have here a, a Michigan Small Farm Conference. So they have like conferences and stuff for the bigger ag. They have a lot of ag conferences mm-hmm. for these bigger companies, but Michigan has a Michigan small farm conference. Actually, I think it might even be the Northern Michigan small Con- farm conference. I started going to that several years ago and um, it was, it's just for small farms. And I <laughs> met a lot of people there and yeah, um, I'm still in contact with them. Yeah, it's not something I ran across here. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we had that. It's a, Indiana is a big farming state, uh, a lot right. of small small farmers too. So I'm sure it could be a thing here. Um, but yeah, so I think well, <clears throat> I was kind of sad. I don't know about you. This is going to reveal my age a little bit. I was kind of sad when they got rid of the Yahoo groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you <laughs> I was find, really you sad. Find stuff in there, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was in a, I was a member in a few of them, which I enjoyed. And of course, they got rid of them and archived them. And so now you're kind of you, you've got you know, like you were saying, Facebook and Instagram and um, mm. a lot of them now. Have, you could uh, you could probably just link so right many those. other social medias besides yeah. those two. But I I'm in a I'm in groups on several different social media platforms. You were probably linking right to that Yahoo group from your MySpace page, right? I did have a MySpace page, but it was very <laughs> I it. short-lived. I, I very short-lived. I don't I, th- I don't even think I ever put anything on it. I think by the time I actually caught on to it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I was kind of saying well way. behind the wave, well behind the wave. Yeah. I was probably even late getting to Facebook. I kind of even put off that for a couple of years. And I thought, I for the kids. We don't want to mess with that. Right. I did too. I did too. And now, of course, all the kids are gone. They don't yeah, want anything right. to it's, do with it. And it's all yeah, us it's people all there, right? People. Yeah. But I love Facebook. I know some people don't appreciate. And I understand why they don't. But it does have, you know, we have our, you have your group there. And the I love the ease of use. It is. And there's, yeah. um, so many people there right now there there's a lot of control that facebook yes. wants to have over you in in those right. things but again everybody has it on their phone everybody can kick mm-hmm. it up and be involved really easy yeah right. so, i kind of I, mean, I actually like instagram better than facebook uh, just because i love to just it's so easy to snap a picture and just send it and it's so quick and easy but um, it's harder to build community on Instagram yeah. it is through Facebook. I yeah. think it's interesting you say that because I think I've told you this before. It's Instagram isn't my favorite platform, but I like Facebook more. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, it, I just like 
Instagram's quicker to post a picture. Right, which right. I like. Well, it's just fine because different strokes for different folks. Yeah. But, right. uh, yeah. They can uh, go together. They share in between and go together. But right. Um, and YouTube, of course, uh, I don't know if you could really have much of a YouTube. How do you think you can have a? a well, I think communities are built. Yeah, I included it in one of the social media things because I thought my thought was you see these communities being built around YouTubers, not so okay, much okay. because of the YouTube social media, but you see this following of people and then they, yeah. then they put things together. I mean, this is how homestead of America really yeah. came about because yeah. all these YouTubers yes. came there and started speaking and getting involved and sharing the information. And then they just had this huge gathering, you know, of, of people. Yeah. Um, and so I'm seeing a lot of like, specific YouTubes, the way they do something, you will see them on each other's YouTubes mm-hmm. channels. Yeah, they have, they're coll- collaborating. And I'm seeing, yeah. yeah, I see that with uh, podcasting, too. Several yep. of the podcasts I listen yeah. to, um, they'll have visitation from other people, from the same, kind of the yep. same crowd. But then once in a while, you're introduced to somebody new. And, 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 everything. And, and I don't know how many times I've heard how they met was at a Homesteaders of America conference or right. another conference that they ran into each other and got to know each other. And then they came on each other. So that happens constantly. So they're building community and, and I don't knock on that at all. I think it's great. No, I, I've not been really involved with the whole Homesteaders of America movement. Uh, I I'm not against it at all, but it's just, it's been hard for me to take the time to, to go and be involved in it. That's mine too. Yeah. And yeah. it's most of them have been quite a ways away. Yeah. And, um, Unfortunately, always during times when I just, I couldn't participate. Yeah. Uh, so, and there's yeah. a, there's a lot of good, um, there's, there's other good conferences out there. I know John Moody, uh, does one, um, he started it down there in Cincinnati the so. conference. Yes. And that, yeah. that was interesting. And I, I would like to go to that at some point. I think that would be really good. I think it was in Florida this year. I believe. I think he's doing some different places. I think he's doing a okay. couple, two or three a year. Yeah. Um, I think they're doing one in Tennessee, maybe two. I'm not real sure. It I think like so. I know the it. first one, um, my friends that I'm involved with the, the homestead group that I'm pretty involved in that's an hour away from me, hour and a half away from me is, um, Mark Baker and he spoke at the Rogue Food Conference. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to John, you know, here and there. We we we've jumped yeah. on the phone. We've jumped on the phone a few times and had some conversations. That was a great guy. Um mm-hmm. and uh, he's that I think what he's doing there is a really yeah. good thing too. And there's been some community build around that. He's real involved with Joel Salatin and some other yes. uh, yeah. popular people. Um so it's, it's a growing movement for sure. So um, Yeah, I'm in one of his groups on Telegram. Well, you know, he's actually an admin in the front porch also. Yes, he is. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I remember that. He hasn't been, you know, he hasn't, he's so busy doing he's other stuff. Busy, he doesn't, yeah. he's not really involved well, in he's, a lot. But. He's also written, I think at least three books. Yeah. And his wife's written, written a book. So I think he's, other than you now, he's actually had more appearances on the, uh, this podcast than any, anybody else. I think, I think he's yeah, been yeah. four times, I think. Um, so yeah, he's been on here to be an old hat. (laughs) Yeah. I love John. He's a good guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, these, these communities, these larger communities, I mean, these events rather they're, they're a good way to, to, to build community too. Often it isn't super localized. It's more spread out, but in this world we live in, that's not such a big deal. (laughs) I mean, uh, a lot of what we're doing is more spread out and, 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 um, yeah. And I mean, you can create, like, I don't have, I'm probably, I'm, I would say I'm probably the only homesteader on my road. Mm-hmm. However, 
I've drug a lot of people from my road into my homesteading by giving them vegetables or I've even given them plants like, oh, here's a tomato plant. You want to just go home and put it in a pot and have it on your porch. I, I seen your picture you posted on Facebook and you were giving some stuff to your to your neighbors. I think that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I, see, I probably drove a kid away from homesteading because I gave him that chili pepper to eat. <laughs> yeah, pepper, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> but, you know, hey, so uh, you lose right. one, you gain four or five. That's just the way it goes. Um, <laughs> but you, I mean, you, you can create, if you can't find a community and you really desire to have one close closer by or in your town i think it's you can create one too you know it's not easy for some people um some people just naturally they're just they're good at doing those kind of things just getting out there and mingling and getting people involved hey let's start a group and the next thing you know there's this group with 50 people in it in a local area i'm not really one of those people (laughs) it's hard for me to to build that kind of community locally Um, but there's people who are really good at it See, I enjoy that. And I'm fine with like, I will find people maybe like you or other friends that don't necessarily want to do anything other than show up. Mm -hmm. And I've even, I've even like, cool. I'll I'll do all that and you, yeah, I'll do all that and you show up and, um, you know, once in a while we're we're on a topic, you're in love with and maybe you can speak up if you feel comfortable so yeah, I, I went to a, a small little meetup one time and did a little uh talk on comfrey we were talking about on the other episodes and just talking all about comfrey and all the benefits of that and stuff so i mean yeah there's opportunities to do things like that and you don't necessarily have to be the one to put it together an event but you can make yourself available to, to teach right. some skills or whatever you can put that in somebody's ear and they might be an organizer somebody who can really put something like that together yeah. if you're not that person so yeah well, i think there's nothing saying that it has to be this large thing either. I mean, I have a friend that's very, mm-hmm. sounds much more like you. She's very quiet and introverted. And oftentimes I will go to her house and we'll can or craft or do something just the two of us together. And to me, that's still community just because there's not 30 people that right. still, you know. Oh, yeah. You get, yeah. you know, five or and six we people met together. each other yeah. through when I had my facebook page going that's how we met each other was through that and she just ended up being local that's funny i was uh i had uh done a youtube video one time talking about a book or something on a youtube video and and this is just goes to show how social media or even youtube can work to build a community um and this was years ago this was i don't know seven eight years ago maybe more and i'm doing a little youtube video on this book and then a guy that i went to school with like middle school with, uh, seen that video. And he's like, Hey, I know that guy reaches out to me and and he's into homesteading and stuff. And and next thing you know, uh, we've made a connection and ever since then we, he's one of them local guys. I mean, he's actually maybe about an hour away from me now, but we just connected and and, he's had meetups at his house before with a bunch of people. Uh, We've traded animals before I got him involved in quail and rabbit. He's hooked me up with things and we just kind of go back and forth doing things. And that all started because he, you know, see me on YouTube and, you know, somebody he knew. So see? yeah, how it's amazing is, how you how can make those that? connections. Yeah. yeah that is really fun. So I there's also, that. there's also like local, there's also forums online, which yes. forums can be popular and they cannot be like, some people hate forums. Some people still right. love forums in some ways because of Facebook, they were, they're sort of a dying breed. It seems like, but then I think of, I'm sure you're familiar with Paul Wheaton's permies. Yeah. Permies.com. Yeah. Yeah. That's a forum. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Paul Wheaton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's probably one of the best forums out there. Honestly, it's a, uh, it's one that is so active. Like anytime you go in there, there's just posts constantly going up and it's been, I don't know how old that forum is, but it's right. really good. And, and everybody should, if you're gardening or interested in permaculture at all, homesteading, it's one you should be involved with because it's. I think I, you can search it, can't you? Yes, uh, I've been I've been in that group for a few years, and I I probably visit it at least a couple times a month just to see what's new and what's going on, or if there's a topic I'm interested in. Um, but there's some good information in there. There's some really knowledgeable people in there too. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other large ones. The one thing nice about when it's when it's large like that is you have a lot of people with knowledge, and it's easy. I mean, it's easy well, to find information. I mean, it's a paid one, but the Abundance Plus community is getting pretty oh, big. Yeah. It's yeah, actually it getting pretty big, and but it's one that costs, but you get a lot more than just the community with that cost. Yeah. You get the videos and all kinds of and stuff. And it does but, have, they do have a face, they do have a phone app now. Yes. Yeah. And they also yeah. have a Facebook group too, if you didn't. Yes, they I do. think I think they prefer that you would use the forum because it's why they've built it. Um, but yeah. Um, it's a, it's, I think it's a good and growing community and it seems pretty active anytime I've been in there. It seems yeah, it is. Active. And I'm not sure if there's, I was trying to think of other ones. I mean, I'm sure maybe there's some local ones for people, but there's, I just knew that the Permies one was just huge. And yeah, it um, is. I've been there several times. And in fact, I've Googled things before, not even forgetting that it existed and it came up. I'm like, yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. It'll, right. it'll, it'll show up in a Google result. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It will. Um, if, also, if you just Google homesteading forums, you'll find it several. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how active all of them are, but there are some out there that I think that are fairly active. And I love forums. I like them. Uh, I do but, too. I mean, especially if you're into but like, if they're active. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or if you're into something specific, like you have a specific question about your quail. Well, you don't want to weed through, mm-hmm. you know, you know, 5,000 comments about milk goats when you have a specific question about quail and that's where forums get really nice especially if they get subgrouped they're much more much more organized than a facebook group where you have to do searches for a whole page you got to work through a lot of stuff yeah you you have topics listed over to the side you can find them and again you can make connections through there too i mean you can develop a friendship through a forum um it's it's one way to do it i also find that um when you do use social medias Facebook, Instagram, MeWe is getting to be a popular mm-hmm. one. I've been, I've done some things in there. Using hashtags can help you yes. find things. It's, it's a good way. If you can't find groups, just put in a hashtag, hashtag homesteading, hashtag, whatever your topic is you're looking for. And you'll find posts on that and find communities. Based My on that old too. person self forgets that hashtags are a thing, right? but I did I I am trying to use them more because they are, they're very helpful. It's just hard yeah. for me to remember. Like my kids, it started they, out a Twitter thing, but yeah, the yeah. kid, my kids think about that automatically. They're like, Oh, did you search the hashtag? And I'm like, Oh yeah. yeah. That's right. I, I didn't, I used Instagram for years before I started using hashtags in Instagram. And now it's how you find people find you yes. and you find other people. I mean, so it can yes. be used to, to yeah, you can even follow that. hashtags. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> And even Facebook is starting to utilize hashtags a lot more. It's I've actually seen using, that a lot. It even uses them in the groups. Um, like if if you put a hashtag on a post, it will put the uh, topics in a group based on the hashtags. Yeah, which is interesting. That's so much for my brain to count. Yeah, it's there's a lot there's a lot to it, but it's like one in way. In one of to my groups, people. yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, that's 
the other thing is with um, Telegram actually works really well that way for mm-hmm. subgroups. Okay. However, if you get too many people in a group, it's really hard to follow because it's um, how do you, it's like a nonstop conversation. Yeah. But you can search if people put hashtags and things, which yeah. I think people are getting better doing. But if you wanted to have a specific group just about quail, for example, I actually don't. I actually like the way Telegram works. You either love it or hate it. I think, and I think that's a lot of these platforms. You either yeah, I think really I've only like been it. there. Yeah, I I, I jumped in there it. and checked it out. It reminded me of Twitter to some degree, yes. and I'm not a big Twitter fan, so I, I don't. I'm not on Twitter. I've only ever been on, but yeah. yeah so I think it's just depends on how your brain works and processes mm-hmm. things. They're all they're all different. Yeah, yeah. me one is probably bad or other, but it just is how you whatever works for you. Yeah, I think MeWe works is the closest one to Facebook I've found. I think so, so. but it, it's it's different too in some ways. I'm, I don't spend a lot of time in there. <laughs> some people have completely given themselves to uh, to me, we and uh, yeah, and I get that because people are just tired of Facebook's, you know, uh, the way they do things. You know, yes, they, a little bit of censoring are, there. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. think that was. I mean, I think that's why you've seen a lot of people go to either creating their own platform or to different platforms. Cause there's even alternatives to YouTube for mm-hmm. videos because even for educational purposes, I know some of the homesters have had issues with um, when they process animals, YouTube doesn't want that on there. Yeah. So they've had to use other platforms and right. I mean, it's understandable. That's what YouTube wants. But, it's their um, platform, and that's the benefit yeah, of say, building yeah. your own forum or something like that, which I tried one time, and I did. I mean, I ran a membership. It was a forum. It worked. It was doing a lot, but it was a lot, a lot of work, and it was just too oh, much with everything that went on. It was like, okay, we'll step out of that. <laughs> yeah, but, so I, I mean, but I think that at least I feel like community has made it, made homesteading for me a lot easier because yeah. you can find you can only find so much information and read it online, but it's a lot nicer. For example, um, some things are just easier to learn hands-on and go to somebody else's like, it's really, you. I can watch all the chicken processing videos in the world, but actually doing it is different. And this and is, and that's you find another homesteader yeah. that has already done it, a, you know, a thousand birds and you want to get into it. Right. You just call and say, Hey, do you mind if I just come over and help you one day do this so I can mm-hmm. learn? Well, of course they're going to say yes. Yeah. And then you hands. can learn. Yeah. And then you can learn how to do this. And it's just, it's a lot better than trying to read about it or watch videos. It, yep. Yeah. There's so many benefits to community. I mean, there is the the learning new skills aspect. There's the teaching others. I mean, one of the benefits is you get to to further the movement by being a help to other people too. I mean, you're not always on the receiving end. You can give. And uh, I, I love that. I love teaching somebody a new skill or showing them something in my garden, having somebody come over and say, look at this. This is how you collect the seeds out of lettuce. I mean, a, I remember when I didn't know let us see how that even worked you know i mean it was such a simple thing but just a, a something simple you know how does that happen well here's how you do it how do you process a rabbit or a quail or a chicken um so there you can be somebody that helps other people or you can be people uh, someone that learns those skills you can again trade things in community there there's also just there for emergencies too. Like you was talking about in the beginning yeah. you're sick or something's happening you're going on vacation it is so great 
to be able to call on somebody to help you or be a help to somebody that's in the same situation. So well, and even just the, the friendship, I mean, people knowing what it's like to, I mean, because yep. sometimes it's hard for friends maybe that don't homestead to understand, oh, I'd really like to get together with you, but it's August. And well, and also, but and, and, a homesteader is going to say, oh man, I get you. Yeah. And, and just, just that inspiration and motivation from being around people who are doing it and talking about it and enjoying it and doing all the things I, that keeps me going. Uh, I, I find I have to listen to other homesteader podcasts. I have to be on YouTube videos. I, I try to watch at least a few YouTube videos of some homesteaders a week because it motivates me. It helps me, you know, it keeps me you know, yeah. excited about it. Um, because it's easy to get wore down and tired and say, I, I'm just, I don't want to do this for a few weeks, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't know when, when it's around you all the time, you feed off of that and it does inspire you and motivate you and keep yes. you going. Well, and for me too, it's new ideas because mm-hmm. I can't even tell you how many times I've been listening to a podcast and I'm like, well, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, I did, like, I mean, up until maybe this year, maybe it was last year. I learned, I didn't even know there was two different, like there was hair sheep and wool sheep and my mind was blown. I'm like, you're kidding me. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want sheep. Cause I don't want to deal with the wool. Well, I don't have to. Don't have to. You know? And none of that I would have learned if I didn't have communities that, mm-hmm. and, you know, and now that I started talking about it, I found out that a friend that lives not very far from our property, well, we have hair sheep. And I'm like, ah, there you I go. That, you know, so, so, now, so now when you do get them, you've got a connection that can help you learn the things that you need to know about them when you're, when you're raising right. them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, it's just that iron sharpens iron. And absolutely that community. Yeah. It's very important piece of it all. I mean, to have that community for sure. And so, that's why I said for me, I'm not going to say it works for everybody for me. And my goal is interdependent interdependent yeah. with, with my, my friends and my family, my online community, my local community, just kind of, and I think it's going to look different for each person because each community is different. Mm-hmm. Each person is different. Each people have different personalities and needs. Absolutely. So I think it's safe to say that when we say, so is it self-reliance and self-sufficiency or is it homesteading community? We can say yes. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is yeah. yes, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. There is you, no wrong answer. <laughs> you, need, you, you do need to be probably try to strive to be as self-sufficient and self-reliant, but it doesn't not go hand in hand with community. They work together. You need community. It makes everything easier. It will make you a better homesteader. It will make you more self-sufficient and more self-reliant. And um, it'll make you a better homesteader for sure. I think. I'd I'd like to take a few minutes and discuss uh, a poll you put in the Homestead Front Porch Facebook group. Um, I did. We were curious about uh, how long should this podcast be? Last week went really long, like an hour and 20 minutes. And I even said in the Facebook, I did a a live this week. the other day in, in the Facebook group, I guess it was last week. Uh, and I'm going to start doing more of that, but I posed the idea that, yeah, we'll probably need to shorten the uh, podcast up a little bit, but you said, let's do a poll. Let's find out. Let's give the people what they want. And uh, what were the results of that poll? I, well, we have actually a pretty large, I mean, look, I can look at, um, most of the people said they liked, so 32% of the people liked 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get to it here. I got it up here. I was going to say, here we go. I found it. 
So we had 0% said 15 minutes, which I'm yeah, kind of glad about. Short. I don't think I could have done it. No, we, we definitely couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, 30 minutes was 32%. 45 minutes was 14% of the people. And one hour was 34%. And then we had um, the longer, the better was 9%. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had the appropriate time to cover the topic without being repetitive, 11%. And that's probably true because I've listened yeah. to some podcasts that were two hours long and stayed interested the whole time. I've listened, right. listened to some that were 20 minutes long that I couldn't finish. Um, yeah. So, yes, I, I agree with that. Um, but it surprised me that it was that long. You know, I actually thought people yeah. might like 30 to 45 minutes. It's funny to me that 30, 45 minutes got the lowest percentage out of the, out of the popular ones. Um, when it's in between the other two, cause it it'd is be, interesting, isn't to it? me, it's like, that seems like a nice place to settle. If some people, cause here's my thought, there's people who like the 30 minute podcast who won't listen to an hour podcast, but people who listen to an hour podcast would probably listen to a, you know, a 30 minute podcast. So if you kind of yeah. in the middle, I think people would both would listen to 45 minutes, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but I think it's good for us. Maybe we could aim for 45 minutes knowing that once in a while we're going to get a little bit. Oh yeah. We talk like right now, things. I think we're, we're headed, we're real close to an hour. Now. We're getting, we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's fine. I, I don't have a problem with doing long podcasts. Right, me it's just that I don't want to overwhelm people with too long of a podcast, which it sounds like most people, most of our audience likes the longer podcast. Uh, yeah. so, but as long as we are covering the topic without being repetitive <laughs> would be. the yes. would Yeah. Be the and answer. so that's, I mean, that was why we did the poll because we want, yeah. We, I mean, we do this because we enjoy doing it, but we also mm -hmm. enjoy helping people and providing with information. And so we want to, do what they would like to listen to. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we want you to listen to it all. Um, and if it's uh, too long, you know, we, we don't want to be just talking for the sake of talking or trying to do a long podcast. I'm fine with 30 minute podcasts, you know, but when you get two of us on here, it, even when I've always done interviews in the past, they've always went around an hour, you know, or, or more. Um, when you get two people talking, they're just longer. Uh, yeah. When I would do podcasts myself, they probably averaged 20 to 30 minutes on average. So they were a lot shorter because I'm doing all the talking. So it's just the nature of the beast. But yeah, I don't want to go two hours on a podcast. We're not just Joe Rogan podcast. We're not going to do two hours. <laughs> not yet. No, no, not even close. <laughs> well, I just don't want to talk that long. Not, not nothing against you, Rachel. I just, no, no. Two hours. <laughs> we got homesteading to do. That's right. I got things to do. I, and, and, you know, so. Um, that's just the way it is. Uh, but I think that's a, I think that's helpful information that we got from that uh, feedback that we got from that poll. So I appreciate you putting that up in there. Yeah. And I also, mean, if anybody has more feedback, let us know. Yeah. Give us feedback. And also if you have questions, post them in the home front, uh, homestead front porch, we'd be happy to do our best to answer them on the podcast. Um, also I'm going to start jumping in and doing a lives, I think at least once a week. And, um, are you going to be doing those on a schedule or just uh, when it right, feel right. like, oh, I, I have something yeah, to share? Yeah. Well, I think I will develop a schedule. I'm not sure what it is yet. Um, uh, but yeah, I think I'll probably try to get a set time every week and do that. And just because I, I just want to give updates. I want to welcome new members to the group and I want to maybe do a brief uh, topic on something or just take some questions from the group. So if you're not part of the Homestead Front Porch Facebook group, 
there'll be a link in the show notes. You can join. Um, we love having you in there. There's just a couple questions you got to answer yes to, and you're in. It's not, uh, it's not hard to be in there, but we, if you jump in, share, share about yourself, how you got into homestead. If you're not homesteader yet, share what you'd like, you know, what your interests are and what you'd like to do as a homesteader. Um, uh, share pictures and videos yeah. or whatever you want. We love seeing your homesteads. We love hearing about what you're doing. It's so motivating and so inspiring. I enjoy it so much. It is. And if anybody has any ideas for podcasts or topics they would like us to cover, they can either put them in the homestead front porch or they can email us. Yeah. We had some great suggestions in that live, uh, from, from one person. So, uh, definitely taking a few of those into consideration uh, that I think we should uh, look at. So, um, some yeah. of them, some of them I've done pretty extensive podcasts on already. So, uh, but oh, some of them we haven't. Me. I had a link I was supposed to share and I forgot about it. Oh, in that, in that yeah. <laughs> you did say something about a link in there. Yeah, I did. So, uh, yep. But, uh, yeah, be involved in there. It's, uh, there's a lot of stuff happening in there recently and I'm, I have a feeling a whole lot more is going to be happening in there. So, uh, get in there. It's a fun group. And I think when we're talking about community, it's a great place. I've made local mm-hmm. connections in that group. And, and you long distance relationship, this right here, you know, you and I doing this, uh, we, you know, been involved in that group, talking to each other and seeing each other post all this time. And here we are doing a podcast together now. Yeah, so I think things happen. I can't remember how I found your group, but I joined it quite a while ago. Yeah. I don't know if you was a oh. podcast listener first or if you, I'm not sure. I think you would maybe listen to the podcast and join the group. I think I can't remember. Yeah. I don't know either. Maybe. Using there, using there within a couple months, I think after starting the group. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yep. yeah, be part of that community and be involved in some of these other communities. Find your people, find your local people and and be with them and build community. And it will make homesteading more enjoyable, easier, and you'll be better for it in most cases. I do want to put a little disclaimer, though, when you're involved with local community. Be careful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I think this is important to say you're meeting people you don't know take people with you make sure it's a up and up thing you're not going as an individual to somebody's house and they're the only person just use common sense might even meet in public the first time or make sure it's a big event that you're going to with lots of people just be careful Um, you can make one-on-one connections but meet first in public places and maybe take someone with you and just just use a lot of common sense and be careful because it's a weird world there's people that are not Right. <laughs> yeah. So just, yep. just, I don't want to see anybody hurt because we're saying go out and build community. Just be, right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Be so, very careful. Yeah. And it's and the same thing with like when you're doing sales on Facebook and Craigslist and all those kind of things, you always have to just use a lot of wisdom. And I think it's the same way with this. Yep. We'll sure. just throw that out there. I wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> That's a good point. Very good point. Yeah. yeah. So I think we'll wrap it up there. What do you think, Rachel? You got anything right. else to add? I think it's great. Well, everyone, you, uh, Have a great week and happy homesteading and God bless. And we'll talk to you next week. And grow where you're planted. There you have it.